This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Peter, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Hello, Peter. I have the memo. Peter has the memo. So what were we talking about a minute ago, Peter? Oh, your running profile picture. My running profile picture, indeed. Yeah, but we well, have more important things than that. We do. Um, like like getting me onto my freaking AirPods for my um, audio. No, I was talking about Adam. Adam, oh. Adam <laughs> Bell is here. He's a friend with a brew. Friend with a brew. And all you can think about is your ears and your AirPods. <laughs> I brewed coffee today. Yay! I brewed Sweet coffee too. I. I didn't do a fancy French press. Yeah. I did got, a not fancy AeroPress. I've got wow. too much coffee yeah. that I should not drink at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon. There's plenty of time before mm. I go to bed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, just just the, the rule is not after two o'clock. So just pound whatever you've got right now. Pound you know, it. You're you and your rules. I will lie in bed in the evening reading, drinking a coffee, and then I will go yeah. right to sleep. I don't it's different for everybody. <laughs> people are different. No, they're not. So I I do have not, a French. People press. are not different. Okay, people are not different. You heard it here, folks. Scott says people, so. are, not, people are not. We're different. all the same. We're all, all one person. I do have a French press uh, origination story, for me anyway. Ooh, an origin story. Oh yeah. So I went to. So before I get to the actual story, so I went on my honeymoon to Jamaica, and while in Jamaica. Uh, yes, she did. Matter of fact, <laughs> <laughs> she joined me. And while we were in Jamaica, we had some of the best coffee that we ever had. I mean, we weren't big coffee drinkers at the time and found out it was Blue Mountain, which is among the best coffee in the world. So obviously it was good. So we went to, so fast forward uh, another, I don't know, bunch of years. Uh, we went to Belize and they brought out a French press. And they, they brought like a family stuff. It was a great big one. And she brought it, set it on the table. And I said, um, what do we do with this? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, you, just, you just press it. And then you like, can you show me, you know, because <laughs> so she showed me and we poured it and it was the best, you know, this was way better than the Blue Mountain coffee that I'd had years prior. And I was like, this is really mm -hmm. good. What type of coffee is this? And she said, well, it's just it's just a house brand. And I didn't believe them because thinking back to Jamaica, Blue Mountain is a house brand in Jamaica. So I'm like, OK, what's the Belizean equivalent to this awesome coffee that I'm drinking? And she, she said, well, it's just, a, you know, we bought it at the store. So can you bring me the can? I want to see this. And it was a big can as if it were like Folgers. You know, so it was just regular house coffee, but the preparation made such a big difference in it. I was like, I must French press from here on out. <laughs> now, do you have a sense for how fresh that coffee was you know, no, in a can? 
no you know? clue i mean so i'm just it, wondering like was it was it canned like the day before right next door or something or you yeah know? i mean it was like a fred's equivalent you know red folgers like can i'm like all right <laughs> i thought so, right. peter i thought you were gonna ask how french the coffee was yeah bonjour okay i also have another brew i'm gonna peter you and i talked about this one all right. Talk to me. This is a delirium. Oh, oh, yes. you. you just have to look at your screen. Yes. Oh, yes. A bel- 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 yes, I like that. Belirium. A Belgian ale with cherry mm-hmm. and elderberry. So <clears throat> here's my confession. I actually drank one of these the other night, and I have to say, a little bit sweet. It's a lot <laughs> like drinking cherry syrup. I like say it kind of looks like a, you know, what's cheer wine? Yeah, and I don't know... <laughs> If I'm going to drink this whole thing, because I do have so some is professional it, is obligations. It, is it supposed to be like a Lambic? What? Lambic. It's a style of beer. Uh, I don't know. It says Frederick on it. Apparently, Frederick's <laughs> uh, Frederick it's... Lambic. That sounds similar. <laughs> yeah, there's... Uh, blah, 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 blah. It just says Belgian ale. Belgian. Yeah. Why am I saying Belgian today? Belgian. It's a Belgian. <laughs> because you're drunk. <laughs> have you been spending Belgian. time in the southern United States? Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I'm probably not going to finish this whole thing. Well, I did just eat a gigantic lunch in preparation for this, so maybe I will drink right. the whole thing. But I um, hope that nobody that I know is listening to this because I have some professional obligations after this. So my intention is to not get buzzed at all. Don't get fired at Monolith 3000. Yep. Or, or, or even away from Monolith 3000. Well, I mean, you can get fired later. Who, who cares? Oh, just don't get fired at Monolith 3000. Right. Fire on prime or doesn't count. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of firing things, should we should we use that as a quick oh transition before God. we go into tech? Let's let's before okay. we go into our tech, let's talk about someone else's tech. So dear listener, I don't know if you're aware, but the world's richest man scraped up some couch uh couch change, you know, from the the cushions there. Um sold off a bunch of Tesla stock and bought Twitter. Uh-huh. And I think John Syracuse summed it up best where he's been basically doing things since taking over this business that if anyone else did, uh, you would say this person's an idiot. But because he's a billionaire, people are saying, wow, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant idiot. He's oh. playing three dimensional chess with Twitter. No, he's <laughs> just being an idiot. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I love the, the latest I just heard was that. um that uh that email that he sent out to all uh well we should should we recap let's 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 step it back let's recap bit. let's let's recap yeah, go ahead. um so twist 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 but twist, 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 twist the night before twitter yeah twist the night before mastodon <laughs> um so musk put in several months ago uh you know an announcement in classic elon musk fashion saying that he was going to buy twitter and this did all kinds of funny things to the stock market and the valuation of both Twitter and Tesla. Um, I don't remember where it all ended up, but I am sure that, you know, millions, if not billions were made just because of the waves that he threw yeah. out, you know, and I am sure also that he profited amongst that too, even mm-hmm. though, you know, maybe not directly, you know, but well, not only that, but he said he wanted to buy it and then he said he didn't want to buy it. He tried to back out. So I'm sure that had Boom. corresponding 
Uh, exactly. Yeah, he, and he went and, too far too. There were legal yeah. ramifications. Yes. Right. Yes. And he was, and for once he actually had to follow through on these, you know, the SEC or whoever held his feet to the fire. So thank goodness for that. Wait, wait, but, wait. Hmm. Normally I would say thank goodness for that because the law should be followed. If you make a legally binding commitment, you should be yeah, forced but maybe to follow it. However, yeah. yeah. Maybe not this time. Maybe, maybe not this okay. time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it would have been better if he didn't, but he still, even if he hadn't bought it, he still did, you know, would have profited tons and, you know, like done irreparable harm to a lot of people because of their Twitter stock. Because if there, I'm, I assure you, there are plenty of people out there who like me one day after one of his proclamations on Tesla, I'm going to take it to 420. Um, you know, like, cause he was doing things a few years ago. It was causing the Tesla stock to spike and then plummet faster than Bitcoin. So when there's nothing a little fast here. Yeah. Uh, Tesla. Te no, 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 dude. <laughs> he took Tesla stock and he put it to plaid, man. He put Tesla stock in ludicrous mode. Tesla, anyway, Tesla coin. Tesla coin. <laughs> so, um, you know, Tesla stock was bouncing up and down all over the place. And some people like me said, I've had enough of this. I'm out. And I sold at a loss just because I was done with this guy because, you know, I was just sick of my money, you know, being thrown around on a whim like him. And so I can imagine there were people who owned a lot more Tesla who were hurt this. I know there were all people who owned a lot more Twitter stock than I did that were hurt by this. So then he comes back afterwards and says, okay, I will buy it after, and we're fast forwarding through all of his, you know, shenanigans like, oh, I'm not going to buy Twitter because it's full of bots and blah, 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 blah. So then he comes back and buys it. And what did he do on like day one fired like the CEO, the COO and a bunch of other executives. Mm -hmm. And wasn't Dorsey it was Dorsey. There was the CEO though, right? I don't think he fired Dorsey. I thought Dorsey had already stepped down though. Dorsey was. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. So, yes. so, so he comes in yeah, and he starts, got rid of all those people. Yeah, starts cleaning house, fires like now, and and one of the biggest problems that they're having with with Twitter is like validation verification and you know like sense uh, harassment and stuff, and apparently he fired like either all of or most of the team that is required for like you know content moderation, which is Ugh. wonderful, <laughs> and. um you know, just just like constant hearing constant stories about this where he's just doing the same kind of stuff. And, you know, he's like it's not like he's shooting first and asking questions later. He's just shooting left and right, you know, not even he's asking just shooting questions. first. There's no questions. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So the latest I just heard was, you know, he sent this email out. We should get a copy of the email. We should definitely tag it. But, you know, a copy of the email that was sent to all Twitter employees. I'm sure we can find it. Um, basically he's telling everybody, giving everyone a, a deadline of like, you know, midnight last night or something that, you know, if you're going to stay, you're going to stay part of hardcore Twitter and, you know, batten down the hatches and, you know, be prepared to work 24 seven. You know, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing ad living now. Um, <laughs> but essentially sending out an email to everybody saying, you know, if you're, you either can stay or you go. And, uh, apparently it was reviewed by a, um, uh, an attorney who specializes in employment law and was saying how like so much of the content of this email was labor law violations. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I mean, anyway, Elon Musk himself is a labor law violation. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, he is. Here's the thing, Peter. If going back to the purchase thing, if he would have just manipulated the stock price and caused damage that way, that would have been bad enough. But that was yeah. a hold my beer thing for the show that was to come. <laughs> well and that's illegal yes. it's 
to manipulate stock prices. Yeah, yeah. and yet he does it all the time. I know, but he yeah. he uh, he either does it in a way that they can't prove that that's what he's doing, or no one cares about laws anymore. I don't know which. And, well, no one does care because he's he's been doing this kind of stuff for you know for a while now. So I'm looking online trying to find a complete I, I find references to, you know, extremely hardcore Twitter. And, um, you know, they this article on Business Insider uh, or CNN refers to how when the Model 3, the Tesla Model 3 was lagging in production that he would, you know, slept on the floor at the Tesla factory. I'm like, is that he was just is, drunk? Is that <laughs> <laughs> is that supposed to be inspiration? Like, you know, like, I just. You know, I, I, so so the guys over on ATP, I think they hit the nail on the head a lot when they're talking about how to manage people and how not to manage people. And yeah. just, you know, he's just like he's just doing stupid stuff. He doesn't know how to interface with people like at all. No, and, a, you know, and we're just we're just seeing it. So anyway, major dick. major dick, he's the world's richest dick. He's the world's <laughs> richardest Richard. He's the richest Richard. Oh, he's the richest <laughs> Richard. 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 So, yeah. so anyway, rich. when last time, Peter, in the episode that I put out on Monday, we talked about Twitter and I said my plan was to stay on Twitter. It still is. Um, but I think we under, I think we we didn't soft pedal it and we didn't understand it. We said what we thought about Elon Musk, but we hadn't at the time that we recorded that we hadn't seen the immense rapid pace at which he was going to try to destroy the company and the service itself. Like they have no network security people right now, basically. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. The guy is just, so here's the thing, you know, Syracuse made an excellent point about how it's one thing to work people to death. If you have a startup and you don't have a product, Yep. they have a product. They don't yes. have to do this. Instead, what he's doing is tearing down the existing product and that's the part that I don't like to see. And if Twitter becomes a, you know, basically a harassment free for all, then sure, I'll use it less. And I'm already using it less. Yeah. But I don't plan to quit Twitter for right now. But I do think it's a massive shame what he's doing to it because people have become very reliant on it as a news distribution network. Do you if think it he... wasn't for the fact that people relied on it for information, this wouldn't matter so much. If it was literally just social. Yeah. Do you think um, he's he's intentionally plumbering it on purpose? I don't know. I don't know if the guy has that much of a plan. Yeah, I, it, it's hard to say. So did you read the um, the article in the Atlantic, Adam? I know Scott sent it to me, cop, which um, had all kinds of copies of his text messages. That I didn't were, read that. Or I didn't read all those. That one is, it's insightful because you've got all kinds of Silicon Valley bigwigs like Larry Ellison, Jason Calacanis, and I, I forget who. And they're all just kissing Elon's ass, trying to get a piece of the action. But have, you know, you, it's like, have any of those guys that you've named right there ever struck you as anything more than weasels? Uh, uh, yes. Larry Ellison is not just a weasel. He's evil. Calacanis is just True. a weasel. weasel. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, Larry Ellison is an evil weasel. So, <laughs> you know, but, but like just showing like their, you know, their business plan, so to speak for, you know, like, how are we going to revolutionize Twitter? Well, we're going to democratize it. I'm like, wait, what, what? 
but that's like the extent of their their quote unquote business plans are a couple of concepts that they text back and forth. And these are the richest, some of the most powerful, influential people on the planet. It's wonderful. So the one thing, the one thing that I think is, look, I get that journalism isn't perfect. I'm sure there's lots of journalists that, you know, we're all human. We have biases. There are journalists that bring their biases in, blah, blah, blah. You can go on and on. But to talk about democratized journalism basically just means it's the same as when, you know, see something, say something. Amateur security, you, uh, you know, amateur, amateur uh, actors give amateur results. Same thing with democratized journalism. Like people in general, they don't know how to source stuff. They don't know how to verify stuff. They don't know how to avoid conflicts of interest. They don't know how to do any of this yep. stuff. There's a reason why journalism exists as a profession. But mm-hmm. Elon Musk just wants to wipe it all out and have everyone be their own journalist. Yep. Which, yeah. It's just like people making up stuff and I don't know. It's basically going to be a conspiracy theory newsletter. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, the thing is that he's, it's not unlike the whole drain the swamp plan that we were given in the 2016 election cycle, you know, that completely filled the swamp. Exactly. You know, it was build a wall, drain the swamp, Eh, build a swamp, just compile, you know, just, just, just consolidate the the, the efforts. Right. So have you, have you, you've watched the Orville, right? Oh yeah. So you've seen all season. I've I've not gotten first past the first season, uh, but there was the episode where it was the, the, the democratic vote. Everybody had a pin and they were either thumbed up or thumbed down and based on your popularity in the world, you know, bad things would happen to you. Yes. It's almost like that. I mean, there, it wasn't based on facts. It was based on, do I like something right now? Did this sensationalize me right now to like or dislike? And it was the right and wrong. (laughs) The Orville is great political commentary and, you know, it just, it hits, so many points and drives them right home, you know, and I do maintain the assertion that it is a better Star Trek than Star Trek. (laughs) It does sound pretty good. It's on, uh, what is that on? It's on Now it's on uh, Hulu, Disney Plus. You can get it on Disney Plus now. Oh, it is? Yep. I thought it was on Hobo or something. I don't have. It was on Hulu (laughs) and then they moved it to Disney Plus too. I I think it's on both. Hulu and Disney Plus. Yeah, so you can find it either way. Okay, all right. Yeah, that was part of the Disney Fox, you know, studios acquisition stuff there. Although Disney Plus is the worst app of all of them, as far as like it, it, it's quality buffering running. Mm -hmm. It's always buffering on me. I actually Hmm. haven't had that. I don't think. We've only watched some of the Star Wars stuff on it. I mean, my daughter, I think, watched some of the Marvel stuff, but I watch all the Marvel stuff. That's what I I do. You do. God damn it, Peter. Hey, We're... I didn't tell about what coffee I'm drinking today. Okay. I Is was it... going to do a brew today. Uh, I was going to do a beer because it's, you know, afternoon, my time today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually, reason. well, I went back to my standard old Wegmans uh, espresso whole bean decaf. I did grind the beans, though. I'm not drinking whole beans right now, Scott. I knew you'd ask that. <laughs> um, because I figure, well, I don't want to be up late. I would be, my sleep would be disturbed. And my sleep was already disturbed last night as it was. And because I'm it, pounding painkillers like they're candies, I oh. did not want to add alcohol to the mix. 
<laughs> By the way, Peter, um, I have a confession to make. This is what I drink my coffee out of every day, and I drink several cups of this per day. So when I see your little coffee mug, it's like, oh, a cute little coffee shot glass. <laughs> you, you should read my mug, though. It's a cat in the dryer. Cat, cat, food. cat food. I like that. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Gary is, Larson. Is that a Marseille? Yes, yeah, Gary Larson. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I like that one. Oh, please. Oh, please. please it was oh, the oh, please. please. Oh, please. That Adam said that reminded me. I've seen that one before. That's awesome. (laughs) Brother. So yeah, we'll get back to the painkiller stuff later. But uh, what's up with with Mastodo or Mastodo or Mastodont? Well, I just wanted to talk about it because everybody's talking about Mastodon as the place to go and it's the new Twitter or whatever. But oh my God, if if enough people go there, if it's going to actually become a Twitter substitute, there's going to be a major culture war that has to happen. Because I understand that the people who are there have built up a culture and they don't, they want it to be a safe place and they don't want to feel harassed or uh, tense based on topics. And I get that. But those people, freaking content warning everything. Like a lot of people on Mastodon believe that you have to content warning any discussion of food, for example. Food. Yeah, food. Well, what if it's really I, some spicy? people have. Well, I understand that people I have can't talk about disorder, peanuts because they uh, they blow me up. I'll die. Right. I'm upset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just I don't know. Anyway, and besides all that, there's the whole fact that you have to have a half hour conversation with people to explain to them what it is. Twitter <laughs> was one service, one place. You don't have to say, oh, well, which instance did I sign up on? You just sign up. You don't have to understand that how come I can't see so-and-so on that server? Oh, well, this instance yes. has that server blocked. You don't have to have all those conversations with people. Yep. And then and then finally, because it's a bunch of instances, they all kind of get to do what they want. And also, they're running these things out of their own pockets. Yep. So many an instance has gone belly up the minute enough people join because, hey, all of a sudden, somebody's hosting bills got really expensive for some mm-hmm. reason. I don't know why. <clears throat> um. It so I don't been... know. I don't... I don't see Mastodon as the answer to all our problems. I think for a certain niche, it is. But if it's ever going to become home to journalists and athletes and, you know, all the normal people that are on Twitter, there's going to be a major culture war first. And things are going to change, whether the whether the Mastodonians like it or not. It just has to change in order to be used by normal people. There, there seems I, to be a definite parallel between, um, you know, it's like it's like Twitter is to Windows as Mastodon is to Linux. You know, it's like you say, I'm going to run Linux. Okay, well, which distribution? Wait, what? And then which desktop window manager do you want? And (laughs) How come my my sound card isn't working? Yeah, well, (laughs) at least least we still have sound issues over on the Mac now just to make it easy. Actually, I didn't today. Did anyone have audio issues today when we started recording? No. I think that's a first. (laughs) Uh, So I figured out Mastodon's going to have to monetize with porn. That's what they're going to do. Oh, my God. I don't want to see elephants engaging in pornography. (laughs) There's got to be a porn Mastodon hub thing that you can. Oh, yeah. I didn't see any, but I mean, extinct animals getting it on. You know, because I I used to like Tumblr, (laughs) uh, which I don't really go there, right? Because there were some really cool artsy posts and things that I like to see, just cool photos and and there still were, there still were at the end, or there still is. I think it still exists. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, at some point they decided to actually put the word tumblr in tumblr 
Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't really go there. I don't really go to Instagram anymore because it, it's just, yeah. You don't go to Porngram and Porn, porn yeah. Blur? Yeah, Porn Blur. <laughs> you know, the thing I don't is, go is to, that yeah, I, it doesn't matter what technology it is. Human beings are always going to use it for porn. It just yeah. seems to always end up that way. The print, the greatest, you know, the yep. greatest conversion of knowledge. Next thing you do, we have a nudie magazine. Yep. <laughs> ECRs. It was just like that. Streaming just video. like that. <laughs> the French press. Mm. Oh my God, it's yeah. not the French press. <laughs> I think that's a different kind of press, but okay. I can't believe what they did with that one. <laughs> you you heard that that song that some one of the comedians that the internet's great for porn. Oh yeah. It's like a little jingle. Yeah. Huh. The internet is for porn. Yeah. <laughs> internet is really, really great for porn. Well, you know? <laughs> yeah. See, I, think, I don't know. I still think the internet is cat videos. <laughs> cat well, videos. I mean, you could combine those if you wanted. I don't want. I don't, I do not, not do want, it. Peter. No. Do not want. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about technology. Technologically. All yeah. Right. So Scott, kick us off. You you said that you uh you you bought some you got some new tech recently. I didn't just say that I bought new tech. I did buy new tech. And I want to show you guys this. Ooh. Hey, it's me. I know that guy. Fantastic. Wait, can you see the one up there? See, I'm a minimalist, like like my desk is like yours, very minimal. Yeah. And um, so I have the I have the laptop up on a stand so I can use it as a second monitor. And also because it has touch ID and stuff on the keyboard, I want to be able to get access to the touch ID. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it makes a great second monitor. By the way, so here's what I bought. I bought a 2021 14-inch M1 Pro MacBook Pro. It is a uh, 10 CPU core, 16 GPU core, 16 gigabytes of RAM, which I honestly wanted to go higher. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's actually really efficient. I've got so much stuff running. Used to be on my iMac, I would shut everything else down except for the apps I needed to do podcasting with. Mm -hmm. I didn't close any of my stuff down. I have VS Code running. I've got Chrome. I've got Transmit. I've got Safari. I've got... Audio hijack. I've got it all running right now, and it's it's fine. It does totally fine. Um, but yeah. So anyway, and then a one terabyte SSD. So the reason why I bought now, and the reason why I bought this particular one, um, even though I was planning on waiting and getting something with a little more RAM and maybe a bigger hard drive, was um, Amazon had these for five hundred dollars less than Apple is selling them for. Mm -hmm. Oh, and so. Yep. Big big sale. I was like, you know what? The difference in price between the custom one that I wanted Apple to build for me and this one that Amazon will sell me with these specs is $1,600. That's the difference in price between what I thought I was going to eventually buy versus this price. So I was like, you know what? And then somebody that I know and trust has this exact same model. And they said, dude, this this is more than adequate for you. You don't need to worry about more RAM or anything like that. So I went with it. Man, super happy. Great, great laptop. So you went with the 14 instead of the 13. Well, the 13 is not the 13 is not a computer you want. Yeah. It doesn't have first of all the M1 in it isn't as good. Secondly, it's still the old body. It still has the touch bar. It doesn't have as good of uh 
It doesn't have the better keyboard. It doesn't have, yeah, it's just not a good computer compared to, and no, I, I would not have bought that. It would have been basically been buying older, not so good technology. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, I think the 14 inch is the best compromise because mm -hmm. I want some screen size because I will, I already have used this as a laptop quite a bit and I want to be able to run VS code and Chrome on it side by side. Um, and I have a, my work laptop is now, I had a 16 inch HP at work. I thought I liked it. I thought I wanted all that screen. And then I got a Lenovo ThinkPad T14, which is a 14 inch. Mm -hmm. And it's just so nice. So nice. And by the way, Lenovo build quality is so much better than HP. I can't even tell you, but. Um, I'm with you there. But the 14 inch uh, form factor really hit home for me. So that's how I knew that I would like the 14 inch MacBook Pro. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. I think it's a really good compromise. It's got a bunch of Thunderbolt ports. It's got plenty of power. Like I said, it, it ticks every box. Nice. Yeah. I, Cause I've been considering, I want an ultra portable. I want something that I can pull out on a plane and mm -hmm. actually take some notes <laughs> and work. And, yeah, and right. the 13, I could do that, but I also think I could do that with the 14. I certainly can't do that with my MacBook pro 16. <laughs> no, I think, I think you could get away with it with the 14. Mm -hmm. Now I will give Peter, um, I will acknowledge to Peter, though I don't consider this to be a heavy laptop, I do think that probably compared to his M2 Air, he would probably think it was. Yeah. I mean, Apple does make metal computers. They don't make them out of plastic. So any additional <laughs> thickness does add noticeable weight. Does it get it, hot it, it, in it, your lap? If it's no. in your lap? No? No, I haven't. I've never heard the fans. Nice. I had now. I haven't bounced audio on this or done anything like that yet. When I edit this and I bounce it in Logic, I'll see what happens. But no, I haven't. And that was that used to be why I hated laptops. That's why I had the the iMac for so long, and that's why I went away from using laptops. Was I just hated all the heat? I hated the heat. I hated the noise. They were just massively compromised machines, and um, I didn't like it. And so, but the Apple Silicon has really changed that for Apple's laptops. They're, they have all the power you want. They're quiet. They're cool. Yeah. I am surprised though. Still like I'm noticing I'm getting more beach balls lately on my Mac now, like just moving to Slack and stuff, moving back and forth between programs every now and then I see like just random beach balls out of nowhere. And I haven't, it probably depends on what you're using. Now. Cause like Slack, Slack, Slack is, is specifically one application based. that's, yeah. And it's not yeah. super memory efficient. Yeah. And you but, probably and use Chrome as your browser. Edge, oh, you use it's, Edge. It's Chromium, which is Chromium. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's that. And I pretty... also am spending a lot of time in uh, Citrix VDIs for oh, yeah. the hospital. So there's the deck is stacked against me. But I guess I am glad, though, that I have a, you know, relatively powerful processor to drive all those. My doctor um, told me to stay away from VDIs. But... Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> VDIs, STDs, et cetera. So, <laughs> Penicillin, penicillin so, billers are going up. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I got an Apple Studio display to go with it. And, and honestly, the Apple Studio display in a way is a lot like my 5K iMac screen, but it is brighter. Um, you know, it's 5K, it's 27 inch. But the nice thing is it doesn't have an iMac attached to it. And I got the um the Visa mount model. And so it's on the Visa arm that my iMac used to be on. 
And yeah, I have a Visa arm and all it's doing right now is it's the stand for my microphone. (laughs) That's all it's doing at the back because I have an I have one ultra wide display that I'm using and that's pretty Mm -hmm. much it at this point. So and it doesn't it's not a Visa mount. Wow. I need to I need a nice monitor like that. Your chances are your monitor doesn't need to be a Visa mount model. Most monitors, you just unscrew this the stand and you stick them on a Visa mount. Apple's the I only th- one where you have to buy a specific monitor that has a Visa mount on it. But what I'm saying, I thought, I thought you have. That's what I'm saying. Those like in the back, if it has those four things, isn't that called the Visa mount? Isn't that the four, the four prongs, the four screws? No, it just isn't has to that? have four screws. But your your stand is mounted by four screws. Probably. What model monitor do you have? It's a, but but it's an LG ultra wide something something. Yeah, undoubtedly, it's got four screws in the back of the stand. You may have to pop off a cover to see them. Yeah. I've unfortunately bought monitors lately that were not VESA mount compatible. Like they had their own unique and they did not include really? the four. Yeah. It it was, and they were 27 inch monitors too. So I bought what them. What were these? Oh, they were, uh, I mean, they were like, uh, they weren't ViewSonic, but they were like an Acer. So, I mean, I don't, I either buy Acer or ViewSonic or Samsung. I, I mean, those are our monitors, but yeah, I've, I made the mistake and I, one of my guys like, okay, you don't get a monitor stand. You get, <laughs> or you don't get the, the try, right. you know, yeah. arms. He's like, yeah, it's fine. I don't care. Whatever. I know the ViewSonics, <laughs> we have some ViewSonics at work and I know those are always, at least the ones we have, you can, you can take out the stand and put them on a Visa. Yeah. But I, I can't believe I missed that when I was buying it. I was like, oh. oh. That is weird. Uh, honestly, there's no reason to do that. I know why <laughs> Apple does it, because they have super fancy integrated stands, mm-hmm. and their Visa mount works, and they don't want screws on the back of their devices, right? That is literally why. And so, <laughs> yeah. Because you can see those. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Along with cables and cables in the product shots, too. We don't have those. <laughs> Yeah, so I I got a little, I got a little CalDigit Thunderbolt hub slash dock, and so it uh, it connects all my Thunderbolt accessories, and it also has USB A for like my um, my uh, interface to my mic and any other USB. And I took my second SSD out of my iMac, and it's now a second drive that attaches to the Thunderbolt dock, and then the Thunderbolt dock powers the macbook pro with through thunderbolt so nice cool. yeah sweet i'm not complaining yep. mine is i bought mine in december of 2019 my macbook pro so i gotta at least make it three or four years out of it yeah well my <laughs> I... imac was a 2015 so oh yeah that's a long run so yeah. for the first time in that i can remember I am current with the latest and greatest in everything that I have in the Apple world right now. Uh, I take that back. Nope, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. My AirPods are old, older generation. Uh, but as far as anything with a screen, <laughs> anything with a screen, I have the Apple Watch Ultra. I got the iPhone 14 Pro. I have a MacBook M2 Air. And I have an iPad Mini, which is still the the latest iPad Mini. Well, Peter, I can't believe you held us up at the very beginning, stuffing, preciously stuffing your Gen 1 AirPods Pro into your ears. That I <laughs> know. I feel but, like such a loser. Yep. 
Peter's a technology pendulum. He gets a, I'm on the latest stuff. And then he goes, I'm not buying anything new for two years. <laughs> yeah, I'm I gonna, know. I'm going to keep this junk running. Peter, just buy a new one. No, I promised myself I wouldn't buy new gear for two years. <laughs> yep. And then and you know and then something snaps just like a tendon in my knee. And I go, oh, and I was it. just going to, when you said that, I actually felt, before you even said tendon, I felt my knee twinge for, on behalf of you. <laughs> But mm -hmm. no, I think I think keeping technology and using it as long as possible is I mean, not only is it cheaper than not doing it, but it's also, I don't know, it's just the right thing. There's so much electronic garbage in the world. Until you get to a point when it's really slowing you down, though. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. But I'm saying I'm saying yeah. I'm not saying inconvenience yourself. Yeah. But exactly. I am saying the tech nerds on podcasts that always buy everything new every single year. Well, <sighs> Otherwise, you you got to get listeners, man. How else are you going to get listeners? <laughs> I have to talk about it, they say, and then they never talk about it. <laughs> so I have not played with, um, Adam, have you played with the, the satellite SOS feature on your iPhone? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have I not have. tried that. Peter used it. Oh, I, I thought you used it the other day when your leg broke in half. Yeah. No, I yeah, wish I did then, have it. But then I... <laughs> you could have used it, but you really can't use it for anything other than emergency services. Right. So you right. really can't right. practice that. <laughs> but they I do have you a could... practice mode. There There's is. A practice I don't. Mode to the... yeah, yeah, I don't know any of the details about, about it, but there is a practice mode. Huh. I think what it does the... is, I think it just actually doesn't. I think it simulates, but it doesn't just actually deliver yeah. the message. It doesn't make an actual call. But it makes sure that it can connect to the satellite and so forth. Yeah, here at my farm, I'm on SOS the whole time. I mean, I go out to my front field. It's it it doesn't pick up anything. Huh. So yeah, there's a there's a bunch of articles on that. And Adam. I guess I'll go straight to the one from Apple. But um, yeah, you go to settings, go to emergency SOS, and under emergency SOS via satellite, tap try demo. Want to have to try um, the demo? We Adam, I a long time ago, I had a neighbor who was a, what did he call himself? Anyway, his whole business was acting on behalf of cell companies to find tower locations for them. Mm -hmm. And he would go to landowners and broker these deals. You could make some serious money. You could subsidize your farm if you would just let them stick a couple super ugly <laughs> cancer-causing towers right in the middle of your farm. Right in the middle of my lavender. I want to make everything. Yeah. Yes, that's you know, right. Homeopathic with a touch of radiation, <laughs> just a touch, just a t just the right amount, right? Just the right yeah. amount of just of the right amount of radiation. <laughs> You're, hey, do you want lavender that glows in the dark or not? Well, that's yeah, purple glowing lavender. Now that's, that's some right. cool stuff right there. You could make more money. Adam, but, remind but, uh, me which which iPhone are you on now? The 14 Pro. 14 what? Pro. So we we have the same phone for once. Mm -hmm. Not because okay. I, I I'm not a I'm not on the big phone guy, right? Yeah, but the I'm difference is no Adams longer. works with his AirPods. <laughs> yeah, because <sighs> I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, does Adam even oh. have AirPods? I have okay. Jabra's. The Jabra's always work. Yeah. Adams' non-existent AirPods don't make a buzzing noise. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> So I'm going to yeah, give that mind. a try. I'm going to go out to the front field and see if the emergency SOS works. Watch a helicopter show up on your property. <laughs> yeah. 
And Sir, explain you're... that to your wife. Explain yeah. that $30,000 bill to your wife. <laughs> yeah. We are here to take you to prison for falsely, you know, yeah. like, dude, it says demo. <laughs> yeah. You know how much, how much it costs to demo a helicopter out here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, considering so, how much gee. it costs to have an ambulance show up, I can't imagine what would happen if you had to foot the bill for the helicopter coming out. Uh, oh, wow. I so, should be able to find those because my father never throws anything away. And I'm don't sure they measure he has... fuel in thousands of dollars per minute or hundreds of dollars per minute? I was going to say it's something like gallons per mile or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, funny story. We <laughs> on uh, you know, 911. Peter's heard the story, but I don't know, Scott, if you've heard this story. So, I had a new tech and we were putting in voice over IP phone systems. And we, whenever we set up a new site, we do a test call to the 911 system where they are. And our standard procedure was you dial 911 and then you immediately tell the dispatcher, this is a test call to confirm that this is a, um, that the address is properly showing up. They doc, you know, it takes just a couple minutes. They document the system. They repeat back your address. They hang up on you, clear the channel, you know, typically 30 seconds. And I described this to the tech, what he was going to experience. He said, no, I'm not doing that because it's illegal to call 911 when it's not a <laughs> emergency, not illegal, but you know, you're not supposed to do that. I said, no, this is part of the testing process. This is not some joke or hazing, you know, this is, you know, and I wouldn't do a joke like that. <laughs> you know? Well, the 911 dispatcher lost it with him said you don't call this line as a test line there's a test phone number that you're supposed to call and you should have called this number he's like oh I'm, I'm so sorry i didn't know i was informed and she said well the police are being dispatched to your location and they were <laughs> they dispatched the police he's like Oh and he God. showed he up swatted and, himself <laughs> he swatted himself and so i you know i explained to him i was like this was the procedure that we've done Every time we, every time we deploy a new VoIP system. So I've never heard of this phone number before. Let's write it down. Let's use that for the testing. I mean, we don't want to cause problems, but you know, we had a police officer show up wow. to make sure that there wasn't an emergency. <laughs> you wow. should have said he was a criminal. <laughs> yeah. This guy, get yeah. him out of here. <laughs> yeah. Get him out of here. I don't know who he is. He's hijacked my office. <laughs> That's hilarious. He just, he, that guy never believed a word you said ever. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> it's funny as we, we go to church together. <laughs> He's like, that guy's a liar. That guy's a He's liar. A liar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he needs, he needs to confess uh, some sins. Yeah. He gets That's people hilarious. in trouble. <laughs> oh my God. That is so awesome. Mm -hmm. oh, I hope that guy enjoyed every second of it. <laughs> Now, so Peter, I mentioned it to you, my iPhone 14, one of the problems is a button placement. I take mm -hmm. a lot of screenshots unintentionally now when I'm trying mm. to lock the screen. It's okay to be proud of your home screen, Adam. <laughs> well, because the they're they're right yeah. beside each yeah. other. I so, did that when I first I did that when I first went to from an iPhone that had the button on top to the iPhone that had them opposing. So, so when you're trying to push just the power button, you're pushing the power right. button and a volume? Yeah, because right. my yeah. my hand on the other side is it just where my finger is landing, yep. and then I press it, and they automatically push each other. The because yep. my twelve was not right there; it was yep. higher. Right, correct. Yep. 
Yeah, it did I, take I had me the a same problem, Adam. There. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Peter, I eventually my hand found a new uh, spot. It must have. I didn't consciously think about it, but I, I know that I'm not taking screenshots all the time anymore. Yep. Uh -huh. And my phone yeah. is a little bit heavier. The 14 Pro is. is a little bit heavier. It is. I don't mind it. It feels a little bit sturdier in my hand. I don't know. It's it's like having a good pistol. It's nice and heavy. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine's not, but it's because I stepped down from the 12 Pro Max. So yeah. I went down from my first big phone ever. And while I do like using the big screen and stuff, when I'm like when I'm holding the phone and using it with both hands, I do like the bigger screen. Um, but as far as portability and fitting into my pockets and fitting into my flip belt when I'm running, and I'm kind of happier with a smaller phone. So mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of happy that I stepped back. Are you a the only thing keyboard? I would say is your legs are weaker now, Peter, because you're not carrying the bigger phone. And so <laughs> yeah. that's, that's why I had the that problem injury. yesterday. Yeah. Oh, man. Now it makes it all makes sense now. Jeez. Yeah. Are, you, are you a swipe keyboard person? It depends on my mood. I I am. And then, you know, I'll start making more and more typos. So then I stop and then I'll be typing, typing, typing one tap at a time. And I'm like, oh, I'm going so slow. And then I'll switch back to swipe. So it, I go back and forth. Yeah. I, I just, that was one of the, one of the things that I liked about Android was the swipe keyboard way back when, when it first came out. And then I like it. I mean, that's all I use, but there's still stupid password or stupid words that come up that have nothing to do with what I typed or was typing. They do, but here's the weird thing for me, Adam. I find that when I type normal, uh, autocorrect does way dumber things as opposed to swipe, which usually, like I can just go swoosh and I'm like, it's never going to get that word. Yeah. And it gets it. Mm -hmm. So somehow the swipe algorithm seems smarter than the normal one. And why aren't they the same? I don't know, but. I'd agree um, with that. It, you know, in Yeah, the, I, I go back easy. and forth too. It's easy to get rid of that bad word, though. I mean, it's because yes. you just hit the backspace once hit and it kills the whole, whole word, which does make it nice. Yeah. Every now and then I shoot myself in the foot with that where I just want to get rid of the last character or something or the last mm -hmm. two characters, and then it deletes the whole word. But yes, that is super nice. It's really well thought out. And, I, like and I, I also will use, well, now I will use the swipe on my iPad because I didn't know that it was available there, and but it is. But I only if you have but the I hate screen, with right? the, yeah, yeah that keyboard. that drives me crazy. Is yeah, why? I mean, it makes sense. Why? But what what what? <laughs> because why, you what? can download third-party ones that work code. fine, and in, in, you can download third-party keyboards that work in full screen, full size. Mode. It makes sense, but to be swiping, if you were in port, if you're in landscape mode on an iPad Pro, to be swiping from side to you're you're basically doing <laughs> yeah. a painting. <laughs> yeah, you're doing impressionist <laughs> paintings at that point. We all have swords. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not that bad on the on the iPad Mini though. You know, right. So. Well, yeah. You're 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 a mini man, Peter. Yeah, but in, you know, even in portrait mode though, you know, I think you could get away with this. You're sort of like, mm -hmm. so yeah. So I like anyway. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. What else we got? You apparently did you? Yeah, I thought you talked about your new Sonos last time. You did. You talked about it. It's I, but I got more. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so now okay, Marco. I have, I have on okay, Marco. Not, counting, not counting the basement, I have one Sonos. Um, Wait, Sonos these, makes a basement? 
speaker now they don't make a basement i have sonos speakers in the basement but i don't have oh. i don't have the newer sonos are they speakers. on the ceiling of the basement no it's just sitting on a shelf mm. uh but what i do have is i have um the sonos voice assistant installed on the first the the top three floors of my house which is really really nice i paid an extra 20 bucks or something like that so i can just say hey dingus group this room with that room and so like if i have something playing on the first floor and i hobble my way up to the second floor and it's not playing there i can just yell to the one in the bathroom hey group bathroom two with living room and then it starts you know the music follows around i don't want to go my bathroom with my living room it's it's pretty cool so, so is, it, <laughs> is it its own thing or are you yes. using okay no so what thing. is what is its name it must have a name sonos it's hey sonos Oh, that's so lame. You can't name it after the device it's on. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Well, you refer to it as the as the um the living room or whatnot, but uh I don't but, understand. Uh, you say hey living room? You, no, you say hey Sonos do something. That's what in I mean. But room. most of the other companies, their device has a different their assistant has a different name than hey, whatever device. Well, is. you can with the with the Amazon stuff, you can say hey Echo. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I don't understand why you can't in this in this iteration of the assistance why you can't name the assistant anything that you want because yep. it's completely right. voice exactly. recognition. There's there's no reason why it can't. Yep. <laughs> uh, I don't branding is is that it? You know, but why would Amazon let you do different ones? You know, you can call it Amazon A Word Echo computer ziggy yeah so you got you have options so yeah just, uh, well actually i take that back though See, because it has to that, listen though. for it it has to be really it really tuned to. into that wake word yeah but you so could record I, it it would mm -hmm. have to get a sample of you recording it. But Peter, yeah. see, I'm glad it can't do that because Peter would dress up like an Iranian sheik and name his Jared Kushner and boss it around. <laughs> It'd be all kinds of trouble. Well, you know, uh... the only way I can contact Peter on any any of those devices is he's now Peter the Greek. That's the <laughs> Peter it the sounds Greek. like a mobster name. Doesn't it? It sounds like, it sounds like Peter should be kneecapping other people instead of himself. <laughs> yeah. oh, it was like, you know, Jimmy the Greek, now I'm Peter the Greek. Yeah. <laughs> You're not supposed to practice kneecapping yourself, Peter. Yeah. Uh, yep. so so we, the, the, should we talk about that or do you still have more? Sonos about what, kneecapping myself? Uh, yeah. Well, no, I just the, the, the one thing that is kind of cool, and I did not notice this. I mean, I knew it sounded kind of uh, familiar, but Gus Fring, uh, Giancarlo Esposito uh, of, mm. uh, you mm. know, Los Poyos Hermanos from Breaking Bad <laughs> yeah. is the voice of Sonos. So it's pretty cool, you know, so it's, it's um, just, and, and it's, I do like the Sonos. I, like I said, in another you know, previous episode, it's, it doesn't try to do anything. It can't tell you the weather. It can't check your email. It can't add things to your shopping list. It can just control Sonos and all the work is done on box on prem. Yeah. So you're not sending stuff out to the cloud, which is, you know, it's kind of cool. So. Yeah. Let's hey, see. Sonos group third floor one with third floor two. Kind of a cool ceiling view you have there. Mm. Yes, I'm, that's that's because I'm using the the built-in camera on my MacBook pointing mm -hmm. up. So, anyway, there you go. All right. Um, I don't think I have any Gus. I don't have any Gus Fring soundtracks. I've got Hector's Bell. 
<laughs> I don't know that. Uh, I don't know Hector's Bell, but you should put it in there if you have it. You don't know Hector Salamanca's Bell? I don't think so. The guy in the wheelchair? Ding, 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 Oh, ding. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. It's been so long since I watched that. Okay, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Hector's Bell. I like it. So we talked a little bit about Masta do or Masta don't, but yeah. we just basically talked about how, you know, it's it's kind of hard to, you know, like hard to get set up with. That said, I have heard from more than one reputable uh, InfoSec community person who is saying that the um, there is a mass twitter exodus as far as the information security community goes yeah i could tell you that they they went pouring into mastodon info what's it infosec.exchange or there there yeah a lot of them went to mastodon.social initially but there is an infosec exchange one and actually a lot of them are on that yeah so i wonder if i can just like by default follow everyone on here or something (laughs) i need to go and check all these things out and and see what's going on stick your mastodon trunk up there Stick your trunk. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, um, all right. So, so um, you got all of your new, your Mac stuff, Adam, you and I have our new iPhone pros. I already talked about the ultra on previous podcasts. Um, I do, I did set up Mastodon posts, uh, accounts. I set up a Nicolaitis and a Paradigm, maybe Paradigm CC now. I don't remember. I have bad news for you, Peter. Cross-posting is considered gauche. That's another thing about the culture war. You're a cross poster guy. Like you will cross post from one service to another and you never go to the service you're cross posting to to interact with people or see what's going on. You just use it as a bullhorn, which well, I got to be I honest. I did. I did. I don't do nobody that likes, anymore. Nobody likes bullhorn people. Yeah, but you know, like that was like <laughs> they the like holy people they can grail. talk to. That was like the holy grail though. You could respond to any of those posts. Right, but do you you think that, but do you think that other people are actually going to try to interact with somebody that they notice is just a bullhorn? No. They're not going to follow them. They're not going to interact. Depends on what they're saying. No, no, no. No one gives it. I think you may not want to follow something. I think a lot of people might not. You might be right. But if I was to say, you know, to post something like, hey, I just sold my business and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we are friends on Facebook, friends on, you know, followers on Twitter, Jaiku buddies from back in the day. If we actually know each other, why do you care? Like, oh my God, Peter posted that from Twitter. Unfollow. No, no, no. It's not that. It's just that it's not that. It's just what I'm saying is people that don't know you aren't going to follow you. No, oh, people that don't reason. know me, that, that's fine. But whatever, people don't but know the me. The whole beauty of Twitter is that anyway. it's asynchronous. It's not Facebook. That's the thing I hate about Facebook is it's synchronous only. You so you have to follow all those idiots from high school that you grew up to get away from on purpose. Well, luckily we <laughs> haven't been doing that for quite a while now, though. Yeah, right. that's true. Um, yeah, I guess my biggest thing now is though is um, I had curated a bunch of my followers on Twitter, so I was trying to follow security minded people but even then right there's there they would post a lot of non-security related stuff you know gee it's so, almost like they're human beings with exactly, other exactly exactly which is great but i yes. want to just like get a curated list of genuine security stuff right i right. don't want to use sure. i want to be able to use twitter for security news and be able sure. to look in i don't want to i don't want to look for a stream like if I'm feeling social and I just want to like socialize with folks and stuff, 
Sure, show me people involved in information security, but I also want a way to just show me the latest O-Day. Show me the latest exploits. What is APT28 up to today? That's the kind of stuff I want to see. So what is I'm using Twitter Musk up to today? Oh my goodness, don't tell me. <laughs> Ah, oh, brother. But I'm um but I'm I'm using Twitter less and less these days. Um like That's right now, I don't even honestly I do not recall the last time I manually posted anything. Um the only thing I can remember is like it was retweeting um or posting anytime we have a new podcast episode or I put up a new blog post. Right. And that's about it. So, yeah. you know, if people want to follow me, hey, I'm over there, whatever. So <laughs> Yeah. Do we wanna so uh on Fub website we'll put uh so i have my mastodon links on the friends page we'll put your mastodon links on the friends page i posted mine um i posted a hello world uh toot on mastodon from both of my new accounts toot. and that's all i've done <laughs> no, i haven't gotten to like i don't have i don't think i have any followers i am certainly not yet following anybody but i would definitely follow uh, you know, you Scott and Fwib and and Heck with Maybe we need I a Blurring the Lines FWIB, account. I don't have a Fwib account. Maybe I should. Well, make we a should because you can't cross post from Twitter. We should set up a Fwib Mastodon server. We should. Uh, oh, oh God, a server. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have to pay for I'll, this one. I'll, I was going to say, I'll, I'll, if you want that, that's all you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll administer it, um, but I want you to pay for it. <laughs> <sighs> Sound like my ex-wife. <laughs> no. she wouldn't she wouldn't even do the administration part of it she just... <laughs> i was about to say i don't sound like her because i'm sitting here talking to you but that's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fair enough <laughs> so, so peter are we ever gonna talk about the mastodon in the room the elephant in the room the 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 yeah the not fun part of running so yesterday <laughs> I was out for a standard aerobic run, something that I have been doing pretty much every week for a long time. And I I did notice the night before. So the night before I had done a, um, I think it was intervals or it was just a recovery run, you know, nothing major. And I did notice in a yoga class I was teaching, I felt a little bit of cramping like in my, um, uh, my left calf or hamstring, nothing major, you know, I was able to just like, Oh, let me just stretch out of that. Okay. God moved it on, finished the class. Everything was fine. Went out yesterday and I felt a little stiff. Both of my knees felt a little stiff. And now it's normal for my right knee to feel a little bit stiff, especially after I've been doing trails and stuff. So that's why I wear a breeze to kind of keep the patella in place and stuff. Uh, Cause my right knee has always been wonky since I've been like 13 years old. So I'm used to that. But now my left was feeling a little bit like that too. I'm going out on my run. You know, it was this, my goal was 70 minutes in the aerobic zone. Got out. I was gone for about 40 minutes. And I happened to be going through this place called Assembly Row, where the local Warby Parker store is. And last week I had brought my glasses in to exchange them and have them replaced because the prescription was wrong. And I just happened to think, I was like, they didn't call me. I wonder if my new glasses are in. So I pulled out my trusty Apple watch, which I was wearing, opened up my email. And sure enough, it's like, good news, your glasses are in. I'm like, oh, perfect. So I run into the store, like literally go running right into the store, stop. It's like, hi, can I make an appointment to pick up my new glasses? The woman says, yep, we'll put you on a wait list. I said, great. I said, can I like 
you know, go around like stay. And she's like, you say, yeah, are you training for something? I'm like, yeah, I'm training. I'll just go do laps. <laughs> so I go out and I do laps. About five minutes later, I'm running around, you know, this place. My left knee starts to hurt a little more. And I was like, wow, that's a little weird. And and I had just like put on this burst of speed, uh, you know, to go through this little, almost an obstacle course near the latest, um, you know, the uh, a hospital there. I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll just take a break and I'll see what's going on. So I stop. So I was about run. I had run for about 40 or so minutes. So I stop and I'm hanging out in the store. Everything's fine. They give me the glasses. I wear them on for a few minutes before leaving. They feel fine. Like, because the old ones were giving me headaches in very short order. So I was like, well, I'll just wear them out and I'll wear them while I run home. So, okay, great. So I run and I'm going out 20 miles, uh, 20, 20 minutes later, about two miles away. I'm still going. Everything's going just fine. You know, my knees are still a little stiff. There's nothing wrong. And then there's this pop mm. on the left knee. And I'm like, whoa, hobble, 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 stop. Like, what the hell? Try to walk it off. Nope, nope. This is not walking off. And I was just running on flat perfectly groove pavement you know nothing fan i wasn't doing parkour you know it wasn't on ice wasn't nothing just just regular old aerobic running i only had my watch with me so i could make phone calls but i did not have my phone so i could not call for a lift i did not have my wallet so i could not get on the boston uh public transportation system <laughs> so I, I did make one call friend of mine my my running buddy i was like i don't even know if you're at home today or if you're at work today but uh if you're around you know sos and i got an automated text message back like can't talk right now call later i'm like Shit. <laughs> so um I hobbled home, which was a mile left. I took the shortest route that I could and uh, got home, immediately took a hot bath. Then I started icing it, taking painkillers. Um, I was pretty miserable all night. Did not sleep very well at all. Uh, could not take stairs. This morning and just before we started to record, I actually was able to take the stairs slowly using both legs without any pain. So I take that as a really good sign. Because I think if it was a genuine tear, I don't think I would be, you know, anywhere like within 15 feet of the stairs. And they're right back. They're right there, like 10 feet away. Um, so I did make an appointment with a PT and also with my PCP's office on Monday to just have it looked at. And they'll probably going to want x-rays and whatnot. And what almost always happens is I always have some kind of injury or expensive, deductible, challenging event at the end of the year. So, of course, this happens, you know, I'll probably get an MRI or something, which will get me like halfway to my deductible. And then they'll probably say, go start physical therapy. And then I'll, you know, get about halfway through physical therapy. It'll be all out of pocket. And then January 1st will come around and I'll keep paying out of pocket and not realize the benefits of my insurance. Because that's so how do things you work. Have, so it sounds like you have a pretty high deductible. Do you have an HSA? I have both. Yeah, I have okay. an HSA. Uh, the reason I have the high deductible is because I pay for a higher plan that lets me choose anything. So I buy my health insurance through the hospital that I work for up in New Hampshire because yeah. I negotiated a sweet gig, deal with them. <laughs> um, but I pay extra in the form, like my premiums are the same, but what they really want me to do is get all my care through them. Well, newsflash, they're two hours away on a good day. I don't want to drive two hours every time I need to see a doctor. 
So I pay extra so I can go to like Mass General Health, you know, MGH down here or, you know, something a lot closer. Uh, as a result, though, my deductible goes way higher. So, yes, mm-hmm. I do have a an HSA. I never use it. I always just bank it all like, a, you know, in the retirement plan. So it's always got $2,000 or whatever in there just sitting there waiting. But I treat that as another retirement plan, which I try not to touch unless it's a genuine emergency. Right. But doesn't you... Every time you get paid, money goes into the HSA. Correct. Up so until how does it the, sit at two? You, you you can put you can store away up to three thousand something per year, and then anything left over on top yeah, yeah, of that yeah. two thousand right. goes into a retirement fund. Okay. So you right. basically have you funded it. It's always mine is always sitting at two thousand dollars of cash ready for expenses, which okay. frankly mine, is not much. Okay. <laughs> you know. See, mine's a little higher because it's a family thing. So mm-hmm. it's like 3500 mm-hmm. or something. And, well, and that's the amount that I can contribute every year. Yeah. But I have to keep a minimum of 2000 in it. So it's like the 1500 oh. over. That can go into an IRA. We don't have that restriction. But we yeah. never fall that. We, we never fall super low. But I also, by the time I've contributed my maximum amount for the year, I don't have that quite that amount in there. Because we usually have some expense, like something for my daughter or some some... You know, I take vision stuff out of that, dental stuff out of it, anything that deductible hasn't hit yet. So, yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. We don't have the minimum thing that I know of. I think that's federal. I don't, I've never had, but I know I've gone below $2,000 in one specific year when I had a surgery mm-hmm. and uh, no, no penalty. I don't me. think there's. There's, no, there's no minimum. penalty. There's no yeah. penalty for going below what I'm just saying in, in mines, it, my plan. Yeah. My plan, you have to hold that much and anything extra by default just goes into an IRA once but you've contributed more. What I'm saying is I don't have to have a minimum amount in there. It's not, it's okay. not like if I, I don't, they don't tell me you can't go below $2,000 in this account, but do that's you what you're have saying. A, but do you have a retirement plan also? Yeah. Separate. Okay. No, tied to your HSA. No, no, no. Okay, you're not understanding. That is not what I am saying. What I am saying is I can contribute up to 3000 something per year. Yes. And anytime that amount that has contributed has gone over 2000 anything over starts going into an IRA. You're using the word minimum backwards then. 2000 maximum goes into that account. Anything over that goes into retirement. So I am maintaining a 2000 minimum to use your words, but anything over that gets deposited. You're maintaining a 2000 minimum by your own choice. Yes. You're maintaining a 2000 minimum because you're not spending it. It's not a minimum. It's not an account minimum. Okay. Call it a maximum then. Whatever. It's a maximum. Whenever I go over $2,000, the rest goes into an IRA. That's a maximum. 2000 stays in there. We need we need some graph paper here, and I'll show you the difference. But I can't put any. No, I need a minimum of two thousand dollars before it can go into the IRA. I can't yes, just I say that. don't maintain any money. So that no, is the minimum. Not. That's the word minimum. Yeah, because it won't go in unless it's over two thousand dollars. Right. So you need a yeah. minimum of two thousand dollars, and then you start investing the rest. Okay, that's a weird plan. That's basically an HSA that you can't friggin' use. Well, you can use two thousand dollars of it. No, because then money won't go into your IRA and you'll get all freaked out about it. No, it's an HSA that you can't invest on if you use it. But if you don't use it, you get to invest invest it. 
Yeah. Mine's always yeah. going in. I've got like $9,000 in mine because we hit our deductible yeah. every year as a family. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Adam's way is better than Peter's way. You need to talk to Adam about this one, Peter. Talk to Adam about that. Okay. Yeah. So you need to separate your investment life from your health insurance life. This is what I'm talking about. Your retirement Sorry. life and your health insurance life need to be separated here because combining them, you think you're getting the best of both worlds. You're, you're kneecapping both to use a phrase that you might be familiar with. Thank you. Thank you so much. So what would happen is I generally would not spend the money in my HSA. That was what was going on. Because right, but okay, most, I don't want to be years, rude. I don't need that. Yeah, and probably you won't, and you don't have children, so that helps. But you are getting, you're not getting younger. Let's put it that way. I, you're not, you're not, uh, Jonathan Winters in Mork and Mindy. <laughs> you're not going backwards. You weren't born from an egg fully grown, and now you're going downwards to be. I don't understand, Scott. Can you keep going, please? Can you give yeah, me some you're going to have more. You know this injury that you just had. Get used to it, buddy. It's not the first. Yeah, I get it's, that. I, it's oh, not the last. Believe me. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I get that. It's not the first, so, and it's not the last. No, I understand so that. The days of never using your HSA are going to. Um, the I'm clock not going to say ticking. they've ended now, but the, yeah, the they, clock is ticking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty. No, I, I, I get that. I get that. Pretty soon, I will just have two people on my HSA. A few years. Nice. Nice. Relatively soon. It'll fly by before I know it. Now, can, are you allowed to buy mental health supplies out of that? I'm thinking of beer. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to press my luck with, yeah. you know, with an audit. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I might have to get my lawyer involved. And, I don't know. Yeah, because unlike, unlike Elon Musk bouncing stock prices up and down, you'll probably be held to the law. Yeah, I, say, yeah, the I law. was going to say, Elon could get away with that. I mean, yeah. oh, did yeah. you guys hear? Did you hear about the FTX stuff about all the the, the shady business practices going on? I know that them? something terrible happened at FTX, but I don't know. I know that they got hacked, but I don't know any of the details. Well, did they really get hacked or was it all embezzlement? Well, that I mean, was the Mount Gox a... thing, right? Like you know that so, guy just stole it all. Yeah, and in here it's it sounds it's 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 really fishy. Let's just put it that way. But mm. apparently, um, you know, they've been doing an examination of the books and supposedly I guess it's the same guy who did the forensic accounting to um to unwind Enron's books is doing this now. Yeah. And <laughs> he's finding all kinds of things. So it's like yeah, there's there is a reason that we have regulations for you know financial institutions and stuff, and we so we might I'll be admit seeing that, that the thing that I didn't expect was someone else to be dumb enough to try that not that long after Mount Gox. Again, yeah, right, exactly, exactly, <laughs> yep. But hey, you know we are human beings; people forget things constantly, so maybe they're just hoping, hey, they'll forget. So, what exactly is the premise of FTX besides we'll steal all your money? I think that's the extension. That's that, that's okay. But what it. what is the uh, what is the purported purpose of FTX? What did well, they it was a be... um, wasn't it an exchange like like Coinbase? Same idea. Is that? But it, was it that straightforward? I thought I never used it, so okay. I'm not sure. But that's what I thought it was. I thought it was just yeah. another exchange like Binance or or Coinbase, for instance. It is, and because because I... cryptocurrency trading company FTX. Yep. Yeah. I mean, cryptocurrency is kind of a scam to begin with. So, yeah. I, why would I need something else? I have fiat money. Why would I need a fiat, fiat money? 
fiat fiat money fiat, yeah fiat. Uh, i'm going to take hmm. my fiat money and convert that into another layer of that because everything's still based on my initial fiat money which is based on gold which is no longer based on gold it's no longer based on what are you going to buy a fiat with adam if you don't have fiat fiat money <laughs> then you can have fiat 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 money yeah i need fiat, fiat money fiat. for my fiat <laughs> that word has lost all meaning it has lost all meaning it really has <laughs> yeah i mean the, the problem the the amazing thing to me is just not not only the the terrible way in which it decimates natural resources but what i ama- what amazes me is just how fast cryptocurrencies became just a just a just a total plain as day out in the open scam that somehow everybody buys into anyway we've all agreed oh we're going to believe in this thing that's clearly a scam mm-hmm. and hey man they have made ransomware payments so much more convenient they really have actually yeah that's a good point i guess i should give for them credit the, for that for the ransomers right the ransomers and- yeah who doesn't love themselves a good capitalist entrepreneur? So I think that providing that service <laughs> and making it easier for small fledgling businesses to get going is a good thing. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Mm. All right. <laughs> it sounds like we're winding down. Have we touched on everything we wanted to cover today? Well, you asked mm. something about fitness or lack thereof. Well, yeah, lack my... thereof. That was yeah, the that knee. Was, that was my knee. By the way, no, I'm not running more. I don't know why you thought that. You seem I'm getting more notifications on my watch. You're just, just you only notice half of the notifications that I do. I run almost. So the thing is, is that I'm probably actually running less because I'm not doing the same things every day as much anymore. For a long time, I was running and biking every single day. Mm -hmm. Now I'm taking turns more where like one day I'll just do the bike. Other days I'll just run. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. there's really no increase. Okay. Um, Occasionally I'll... The notifications I'm seeing from you, from your watch, seem to be more frequently like I'm getting. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that here's the difference, though. Now, with the latest um, watch OS, every time I do like a 5K or a 10K, it's like achievement 5K run. I'm like, yeah, but I do that all the time. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah, but I think it's always been that way. I don't think it's just the latest watch OS. I used to always always get the first time. I used to get an an achievement if I the first time I did a 5k, the first time I did a 10k, the first time I did a marathon, I got achievement. Now it's every time I do one of those. It's yeah. like you just did a 10k. I'm like, yeah, I I did, but that's not an achievement. I well, achieved the first that time when you time got ago. them before in the past, that was a different one. That was first 5k or something like that. That was like the first time you've done this thing. It specifically yeah. said, I remember because I used to get yeah. those like after not long after I got an Apple watch and I went on a longer bike ride or whatever, it would say, Oh, this is the first time you've gone this distance. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But this is maybe new. they did. I was, maybe uh, they, yeah. yeah. I, I believe me, I would know if I was getting told every time I did a 5k because like every single time I would run, I would get achievement. All I'm yeah. used to, it was yeah. like, you just completed a workout. So now it's giving me more achievements. Yeah. yeah, no, it's fine. Um, no, I, I don't think I'm running more. I think I'm just alternating more. Hmm. And then, well, ironically, not... you're good. Yeah, go ahead. No, well, I was just gonna say the one thing I'm not doing is I'm not doing yoga every single day either. Now I'm just doing it several times a week. Several times a week is still pretty good. It's enough. Yeah, I actually believe it or not, I found that if I do yoga every single day, I'm more likely to get hurt than I am to not get hurt. Which is weird because the whole point of yoga is to not get hurt. <laughs> but anyway, Fair okay. Enough. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. no. So uh, Peter says, you know. 
Adam isn't doing push-ups anymore. At least that's what Peter's tunnel vision view from Signal. Oh, he says you're not doing anything but because anything but push-ups. Yes, yeah. because because you're not wearing an Apple Watch anymore, yeah. so I don't get your CrossFits and your walk to and from CrossFit and all that. So all I get is yeah. our Signal chat and saying like, yeah. oh, I just do it. You know, if yep, you had I'm... Fitbit, then uh, then you would notice my workouts. I'm on a streak. Yeah, and, and I'm actively. I'm actually trying. So I, I looked historically at how many times I was actually making it to CrossFit. And when I saw the numbers of how many times I'm actually attending the class, it was lower than I felt like I was attending. So I am upping my game and, and trying to get more, more times where I'm actually in oh. class doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. So oh, good for you. When you're, not going to class, when you're not going to class, Adam, are you doing home crossfit workouts yeah so like today yeah. i did um well i'm i was pretty i, I got my flu shot and my uh our, my uh covid booster yesterday so i woke up pretty achy oh, today yeah oh, sure so i did uh i just did a walk so i i i don't run as i mean i i will run but i usually don't run down here at the farm because i'm on rocky you know i don't want to fall down or, or hurt my knee like and be a peter you well, know, I was going to say, don't go to go Assembly wrong. Row or whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but so like today I I walked um, a mile and a half and in between I did push-ups so that I finished my push-up count for the day. And yeah. typically I'll do uh, air squats as part of that when I'm not able to go to the gym. Uh, but we did wall balls yesterday. So really wasn't necessary for me to do a whole bunch of air squats. <laughs> wall balls. Oh, <laughs> I just remembered one thing I wanted to touch on, Scott, and I know it doesn't really apply to you anymore, but who the heck is bending spoons? That sounds familiar. What are you talking about? They're the company that just acquired Evernote. Oh, right. I have no idea who bending spoons is. I am not hopeful i mean evernote you and i we used to be i still am to a lesser extent like a huge that's what I, evernote thought. I thought you user. still used evernote i yeah. still use evernote because there are still things that i mean well i've got just tons and tons of data in there peter um, they're about to become nevernote never they're note. about to they're about <laughs> to start bending spoons moving with their mind powers well maybe maybe if these people can actually bend spoons with their mind maybe they can actually figure out what to do with evernote that'll make it successful again maybe they can i don't know <laughs> all i know is like the the prices for evernote kept on you know gradually yeah. going up and... right as they were running out of money <laughs> yeah they're, pretty much they're... have you seen their their logo i went to their website bendingspoons.com bendingspoons.com impossible maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. They've got a manifesto on their website, you know. Are you sure? Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. trust anybody that has a manifesto. Yeah. I don't either. They usually start they usually end up uh, mailing bombs through the post. Exactly. <laughs> There's a manifesto. But so so did they they didn't say like how much of this was what what the price was, right? I mean, because Evernote was they were a unicorn, right? I mean, they were evaluated at over a billion at one point, right? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you if they were Evernote boasts approximately one million dollars, a hundred, sorry, one hundred million dollars in recurring revenue, millions of paying customers. Yeah. Oh, I, don't spoons, have a blah, I wish blah, blah, I had blah. a one hundred million clip. All I have is this one. Why make trillions when we could make billion? <laughs> billion? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i don't know i need to 
I need to figure out. I mean, because I've I used Evernote for so many things. You know, like I mm-hmm. use its oh, search yeah. feature for tons yep. and tons of documents. I used it as a file system. I have like, yes, yes, like yes. I remember early on. A you know, I yeah, a oh, I cabinet. don't know if Wrote Scott, on. if it was you and I, or if it was me in Harlem back on Fresh Ubuntu. But, you know, like we did a, a comparison of Dropbox versus Evernote back when cloud was just becoming a thing. And the advantage with Dropbox was that I was able to, you know, there was a finite level, whereas with Evernote, there was just a finite rate of ingest. So I could only put in this much right. per month, but the amount you that I was using- You could put in using, a billion terabytes. You could fill up the entire internet with your Evernote uh, eventually, if you wanted to, but you could only trickle it in. It would take you your entire lifetime to do it. Yep. Exactly. So, but, yeah. but that works for me. And I mean, I've just got sure. so much right. stuff in Evernote and I'm sure I've forgotten about 99% of it, but you know, it's well, that's like what that search features for it, There you go. <laughs> but you know, it, it's, it's useful though. Cause like the, if I'm, I'm missing something just the other day, I was trying to find um, like some warranty. Uh, no, it was my Apple care. That's what it was. My Apple care stuff. The first place I looked my email. And if I don't find it there, I check in Evernote. Oh, <gasps> You should get Apple Care Plus on your knee. <laughs> you know, if I could, especially if that included a replacement, that'd be amazing. Right. Go to the genius <laughs> bar. Uh, excuse me, uh, I heard a twinge. I felt the twinge. Um, <laughs> so I was worried when I switched to using Apple Notes, when Apple Notes got to the point where I could throw all the types of content in there that I was putting in Evernote. And I was worried because I was like, if this syncs to all my devices and stuff, I'm going to run out of space. But it really hasn't happened. Now, granted, I'm not as uh, unrestrained when it comes to throwing stuff in there as I was with Ever- Evernote. But I also found that 99% of the stuff I threw in Evernote, I never used again. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm limiting myself on purpose. I'm just yep. doing what I do naturally, and I'm not at all um, having space issues whatsoever. So, Yep. I remember, uh, this is about three years ago, I started to look for Evernote alternatives and I wanted to, I was checking out OneNote just mm-hmm. because I was, you know, I was. That's we what we had, use at work for capturing notes and sharing. Yes, yeah, we had, we had used that at the hospital. We were using that at Mimecast when I was there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I still had Paradigm and, you know, we we're moving to the Office 365. We're going to be M365 resellers, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, let me check it out. I was never like I could get how OneNote works. I found Evernote easier to use for sure, um, but I was never able to successfully import all of my Evernote stuff into OneNote. That import process, pro- presumably just because I have so much data, never finished. It never really worked. Yeah, right. You know, so that was kind of disappointing. I could export it just fine, but finding something else to import it into was like just not happening. Your data you? was so useless. Evernote would let you hap- would happily let you get rid of it, but no one else wanted it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did exactly. You, and no, oh, go ahead. Did you really have rich content that you needed? Rich chocolate. <laughs> I mean, I have tables, <laughs> you know, I definitely have tables and markup tons and tons and tons. Now of you're starting to sound like Syracuse. They're like, what are you doing with all those windows? There's stuff in them. there's stuff in them i mean there's a bunch of garbage in them too don't get me wrong but um you know but i would be curious to can we assign you some homework (laughs) i I would love it i would love if you just started digging through some of the stuff in evernote and 
and figure out just based on a very small sample size, figure out to yourself what percentage of it you think is useful versus it just went in there and you thought I'll I'll need yep. this someday. You could right be an, now, you could be an e hoarder. <laughs> I am. Oh, totally. I, I totally am. Like right now I found an, unre an unreimbursed medical expense from uh, 2019. I found an agenda for a conference that I attended in 2018, a picture of my badge from said conference from 2018 um directions looking healthy at the conference directions to another conference in 2018 and you were See, there's really plenty of garbage loving the conference lifestyle in 2018 yeah i apparently was exactly why i'm paperless so i've got i mean I, I do my own little thing so i've got my notes my apple notes those are notes because they're they're nice and searchable and then yeah. i do everything else in google drive i mean google knows everything about me anyway so i might as well make it easier for them uh, <laughs> but I, I dump all that stuff in there. So if I ever have to search it, um, but I don't, I don't, hoard, you know, there's no reason to keep most of that stuff. See, I think the yeah. difference between, I think going back to your analogy, Peter, of Dropbox or Google drive versus Evernote, I think the difference for me is how do you want to use things? If it's just a receipt and you literally don't care if it's a separate document, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But if it's in notes or Evernote or something that has uh, that you're actually putting stuff into like a cabinet, then it's searchable, then it's linkable, then it's all these things. Otherwise, it's literally just documents on a drive. It's just a file system. Yep. And so I think it actually does matter what you're using that stuff for if you want a file system versus a filing cabinet with mm. search. Think of more like a library index card or something than a filing cabinet, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I like stuff that I just don't think about it. It's more like just a bucket of stuff though, for me, like I've, I've bucket got pictures, stuff. I've got like old warranties, um, manuals, like user manuals for things, you know, just uh -huh. throw those in Evernote. And then if I ever need them, there they are. So. Some friends you haven't talked to in a couple of years are in Evernote. <laughs> I, I could throw you into, I could throw you into Wow. Evernote. Ouch. That <laughs> you should but like there was. Uh, you should have trunk-based services. Every now and then. <laughs> um, there's, uh, I forget though, when I first got my new iPad and the pencil, I did start working on, you know, start migrating sort of, like it became my default for taking notes mm -hmm. because the pencil integration is so much better than the pencil integration for Evernote. That's really the only reason. Yes. Um, and I forget, I think you can go one way, but not the other. There was, there. I, I found, as I remember talking with you about it, there was like an article, there were plenty of ways to what, go from Evernote, Evernote to Apple to Notes, Notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but there's no way to go the other way around. <laughs> so, well, nobody thought you would ever want to do that. So, well, I would like to just use Notes as yes, my I, primary I note taking interface, right. but yep. store everything in one place. You Let's know, see now right with, now. um, Ah, uh, let's see. I think you can create shortcuts now that allow you to do to do hand input. Maybe I'm wrong. Or oh, you know what you can do now? Now you can access the Vision API so that what you can do is write just write stuff on a piece of paper and then just scan it all in, and it, it can convert it to text for you. Actual okay. text font. Okay, but what? Wait, using the Notes app, or what are we talking about? No, using oh, just using like taking a pen and paper. Okay, so I can oh. write a write on a pen and paper, and then or scan you could it. use the or you could use the notes app and use the Vision API to convert that text and right. Put, See put what I'm note. right. What I would like to be able to do though is just write 
I like yeah, yeah. the interface. I like using the Apple Pencil on an yeah, iPad. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that you. experience. But I don't like the experience using an Apple Pencil on an iPad in Evernote. But what I'm just, saying is yeah. you should be able to, now you should be able to create a shortcut where you write a note in Apple Notes and it uses the Vision API to get the text from that. I don't know. I'll have to look into it. I think you should be able to make a shortcut now that does all So that basically fun. like make it a shortcut to export from Notes to Evernote? Is that what you're saying? Not just that, but, oh, I guess when you write into Notes, it's already converting it into. Yeah. Okay. So the conversion's already done. Yeah. 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 Yes. You can yeah. for sure make a, absolutely 100% for sure. You can make a shortcut to do that. <laughs> absolutely. For sure. Right. All right. Well, I got to like get going the, though. Cause I, I was going to say you have a hard stop and we're past that hard stop. Seven yeah. minutes ago. Sorry, Adam, go ahead. Oh, no, go. Seven minutes ago was your hard stop, no. wasn't it? That's no? okay. Okay. It, cool. it was, but. Yeah. No, I, I, my handwriting is so poor. I have to spend yeah. some time. Yeah. I, I take, if I make it legible, I have to write so slowly, I might as well type it. I'm the <laughs> same so. way as you. My handwriting's always been bad and it's gotten worse. And now <laughs> if I write for too long, I just get pain in my hand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're so make a shortcut to export products of the now. system. <laughs> oh, no. hey, man. Peter's working on his automations. Imagine those those kids in school these days who don't need to learn how to write anymore. I mean, how lucky is that? They don't even don't know how to write true. cursive. Or no, my daughter cursive. did learn cursive. Cursive, cursive has still been teaching cursive. Well, it's many schools yeah. no longer require cursive. That's, mm. that's a lot. It's really local. I mean, yeah. my girls did, uh, but a lot of the private schools here or public schools here, they're not even teaching cursive in third and fourth grade like they did when I they mean, were kids. To be honest, it's kind of a big who cares. The The nice thing about cursive is it's faster to write. That is the only benefit. And that is the reason I write in cursive now when I do write, because it's easier for me just to do it until I can get more words out before I reach the point where my hand hurts and I have to stop. Mm -hmm. But I, beyond that, does it really matter? Like we don't write <laughs> stuff in Latin anymore either. No. Yeah. <laughs> when, when's the last cursive note you received from me, Peter? Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. That said, every now and then uh, when I go into uh, my iPad and I'm in messages with someone, I forget and then remember that it has that little uh, option where you can do like draw yeah. uh, either on screen or something. And yeah. I'll do I'll do cursive in there sometimes. <laughs> but I've generally pretty much given up on cursive these days. I usually just, you know, I, I write block letters and <laughs> block letters. Sometimes yeah. you can actually read them. <laughs> I don't even write cursive on my checks other than my signature. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My signature exactly. is my yeah. signature is different every time. I don't even know why they bother. It's like <laughs> you can compare this to whatever you want. It's not going to look the same. <laughs> there was a there was a uh, a guy. I mean, it's been a few years ago. You may be able to find it. That his signature for his credit card and everything, instead of writing his name because he figured nobody checked, he drew a penis every time oh, wow. for his signature and they finally caught on to him and they he got in trouble for it <laughs> I <hope so. laughs> but in the signature pad instead of like signing his name he just he was making a there's penis gotta be time. a wiener statute somewhere <laughs> <laughs> on that note i think it's time we wrap up this show yeah. <laughs>
Peter, where can people find us now that you're... Uh, well, you can now find us at friendswithbrews.com. That's B-R-E-W-S.com. But you, you can, can also find... Peter's knee at friendswithbrews. You can find my knee at friends. <laughs> Peter exactly. with Bruce. B-R-U-I-S-E. <laughs> yes, my knee, my knee definitely can be found at friendswithbrews.com. Yep. Uh, Adam can be found at sublimecomp.com and rrlavenderfarm.com that's it all right got it right i can be found at nicolaitis.com yogawithpeter.com paradigmcc.com and scott you nuked one of your domains so where's the best place to find you besides this lovely podcast twitter scott aw or my website scottwillc.com what about oh yeah i'm scott aw at fediverse.cu that's the letter C, the letter Y, the letter O, the letter U. Metaverse.cu. Uh, That's John Chigi's have... server. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> no, okay. there's a link to it on friend. If you go to friendswithbruce.com yeah, and click on NG friends page. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. So, cool. All right, folks. Well, which on that note, you? I think we should which hit one the of you? Big, big red, red button. Big red button. Big red button. Big red button. Wait. I was going to say, which one of you big red button experts is going to hit the big red button? But Big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.